0: Welcome to Jeremiah's Fifth Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. You believe that? Let's get into the Word today, all right? Let's go over to Jeremiah 29, 11. We're talking about finding your purpose. (laughs) We all got a purpose. Did you know you got a purpose today? Hey, you know, you, I'm talking to you right there listening. You know you have a purpose? Yes, you have a purpose. God has a plan and a purpose for you he didn't just want you to get into this life to take up space or to just breathe air. No, you're here for a reason. God has you here for a reason, you know. Matter of fact, you know, you didn't happen to come here without a for no reason. You know, you're here for a reason. God has you here for a reason. He wants you to get on track with his purpose. You know that? He wants you to fulfill the destiny he has for you. Now, the Bible says, if I be lifted up, I draw all men unto me. We're lifting up Jesus here. And he's drawing you in today because he wants you to get on track with what he created you to do. He created you to be on this earth for a reason. He created you to fulfill a plan. He created you to do something, something to affect the world, you know something to affect the people around you, something to touch people right there where you're at. Did you know that? He did. He created you to do that. You say, well, no, not me. I'm too old. Well, you know, he started using Abraham at 75. And so he, and he called him out to go to a land he didn't even know of. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, the younger the better. You know, God will use you right there when you're young. You know, people done some great things, you know, for God and, and some wonderful things. But, you know, it's just being available to him, being able to be used. And it's important that we're being available to be used for him. He's got a plan and a purpose for everybody on this earth, even people that aren't saved out there. Did you know that he has a plan, a purpose for you? You're not on this earth for no reason. No, you know, you're a spirit put into a body. You know, that body is just part of, you know, that's your earth suit. But uh, your 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 spirit is a heavenly sense, you know. And He put it in everybody a spirit, the real you, is a spirit on the inside of you. There's three parts to you. You got a body, soul, and spirit. What's your What's your body? Well, your body's this. You know, I work it out. I've been working it out here, and getting on the treadmill, lifting some weights. Got to take care of this body. The Bible calls it the temple. You know, you got to take care of your temple. You got a spirit though. He put on the inside of you, and that's the real you. You say, what's your soul? Well, that's your mind, your will, and your emotions. The Bible talks about you have a body, soul, and spirit. And it's important that you know you're using all of those, praise the Lord. And they're all three separate. And, uh, you know, we have to renew our minds and keep our minds on the right things, you know, because your mind likes to wander off and think about things it shouldn't think about. But you got to renew it and make sure it's thinking the right things, thinking like God thinks, you know, God thinks some good stuff. (laughs) He said thinking things of good report, didn't he? we got to think on some things on good report you know and that means sometimes you may have turned off the news out there maybe maybe sometimes you got to turn off the tv program if it's not happy stuff you got to put your mind on the right stuff and be thinking like god thinks god's not worried about anything do you know that he's not stressed out about the world he's not stressed out about what's going on out there Uh, he's thinking on things that are good report he's a good god and he's got good plans and he's got a good plan for you and yeah uh, he's not worried <laughs> you don't need to be worried either let's get into the word today john 29 11 says it like this it says for i know the thoughts so he has thoughts doesn't he god has thoughts he has lots of thoughts he says i think toward you he didn't just have thoughts he has thoughts that he thinks towards you you say well that's written in jeremiah well you know he's not a respecter of persons he has thoughts towards you too and, you know, if he had thoughts for Jeremiah, he has thoughts for you. And he has thoughts and a plan for you. He says, it the Lord thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. You know, and God has an expected in for all of us. Did you know that? You know, there's scriptures that talk about that. You know, he hasn't expected in for you. He didn't expect you just to be right where you're at all your life, you know, sitting there, you know, and not accomplishing anything. No, he hasn't expected future for you. And he has a place that he wants you to be, you know, and it comes down to choices. Are you going to go with God today or are you going to go with what you want to do today? God may want you to get up and affect the world all around you, but are you going to sit there and just sit on the sofa today, you know? What are you going to do? You know, you have that choice. Thank God he gave us freedom of choice. Some people think that's the worst thing that God ever did, you know, know, one of the things he didn't do right is what some people say because Freedom of choice causes some people not to make good decisions. You know, they choose their destiny. You know, God doesn't do anything wrong. He, He wanted you, He, He wanted you to make good choices. You know, and He gave us freedom of choice because He loves us. You know, but people do choose their destiny. You choose where you're going to go. You know, He gave you that freedom of choice. A lot of things He didn't give freedom of choice. You know, you look at all the seeds out there, they grow. You know, <laughs> they don't have a choice. They're just going to grow. You know, but we're a seed in this earth. And we have a choice to grow or not grow. You know, you got people that are growing, oh man, like crazy. Then you got people who don't put themselves in the place they need for themselves to grow and to spring out and come forth all the things that are supposed to come within them. You know, you have a choice. Jeremiah 29, 11 says it like this. In the Amplified it says, "For I know the thoughts and plans I have for you. Boy, that's a lot to say right there in the first sentence. He says, I have thoughts and I have plans. Did you know he has thoughts and plans for you? He has thoughts and plans for your life. Before you ever got here, he had thoughts and plans before you got here. He he had an expected end for you before you ever got here. Think about that now. That's a deep thing to think about. You know, some people don't ever want to think about that. They want to go their whole life with drinking and and, you know, they want to keep themselves lubricated and liberated and all these words. <laughs> they want to keep themselves in a state where they don't even have to think about all this stuff. You know, but God wants you to, he wants you to be clear headed and knowing where you're going and fulfilling a destiny that he has for your life. John, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the thoughts, this is the amplified version. I've heard a few versions in here and plans that I have for you saying the Lord The thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, not for evil, to give you a hope and a final outcome. So he has a final outcome for you. You know, he wants you to get to a certain place. You know, you have an assignment. You're on this earth with an assignment. You you weren't supposed to stay where you're at and not fulfill a purpose that he has for you. No, he wants you to get to that final outcome. There's a place for you where you're supposed to be. And you know? I remember Paul talking about that, you know, with his life. You know, He's, he said, I've, I've emptied everything out, you know, and, he, and I'm at the end, he said, you know, isn't that, isn't that where you want to be? Where You've emptied everything out of your life, you know, or you still got some stuff down in there you want to do. Why? Because he puts those desires in you. God puts those desires in you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says it like this. I have it all planned out in the message version. He has it all planned out for you, doesn't he? He has it all sorted out what he wants to do for you. He's not questioning what you're supposed to do, and he's not vague on what you're supposed to do. He has it all planned out what he wants you to do, he plans to take care of you, not to abandon you, he plans to give you future and a hope. You know, there's a lot of people today don't have hope. You know, they're out there, they're in a the world where they, they see all this stuff happening, you know, and. They say, "Well, man, there's I don't know about all this, and I don't know if we're even going to survive this." No, God gave you a future and a hope. You say, "Well, how can I have hope and what's going on around me?" That's because you're looking with the wrong eyes. We're about to teach a series on vision. You know, it talks about and those messages about vision. I'll be talking to you about seeing beyond your circumstances. You know, that's some of my most popular teaching. God's gifted me a lot in that area, and I have so much revelation on it. But you know, God wants you to see above your circumstances. There's a there's a beautiful hope for you out there. See beyond where you're at. What do you see today? Do you see that wonderful thing that God has for you? Or are you just see it right where you're at. You know, you've got to see some things. You know, you've got to see beyond where you're at. And God has a future and a hope for you. Where are you going to talk? Well, what we're going to be talking about God's purpose for you is what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, this should be the last message that I have for it for you today on this, because I'm about to do an eight-week teaching on, on uh, vision there. But uh, you know, it's important that you understand your purpose if you're ever going to get to your vision. That's why we're going to teach on vision right after this. You know, you've got to understand who you are. <laughs> we got to figure out and get together here on this, and we got to find out your purpose for being here. God doesn't make stuff without purpose. You know, do you think he, he made a tree without knowing that it was going to be a tree? No, he he had a purpose for a tree. He put that in the seed that it was going to be a tree. And what do you know? It bursted up and came out and it was a tree, you know? He knows the purpose of a thing, doesn't he? And he knows the purpose of you before he puts you in this planet, you know? And you've got to sort that out with God's help. Did you know God has a purpose for everyone on this planet? You are not here by accident or by chance. You're here for a purpose. Have you ever asked yourself, why am I here? You ever sat around and stare at the ceiling, and I've done this many times, you know, lay on the trampoline out there if you're younger, you know, stare into the stars and say, why am I here, God? Why? Well, you're here for a reason. You're not here just to be taking up, breathing air, and just taking up some space. No, God has a purpose for you. Then, you know, you should live with that purpose in mind, you know. That's what you're good at. That's the thing that you're going to touch people's lives with, you know. It's important that you know why you're here, you know. There's so many people that don't know why. You know, my wife recently, she was over at her mother's house. And uh, she went over there, you know, and she was taking care of her mother. Her mother just went through surgery, you know. And her mother back in one of her back rooms, she has this safe, you know, that she has and has some things stored in it. And uh, she was going to show her some precious things, as I understand the story. And she went to show her some things, and she came come to pull out some beautiful things that she wanted to show her in that safe, you know, that she kept. That's some of her valuable stuff, you know. And she was showing her in that safe, you know, this beautiful ring. I'll never forget my wife telling this story about it. Beautiful in this safe, you know. She pulled it out and had this beautiful, beautiful sparkle to it, you know, just beautiful. But it wasn't beautiful inside the safe. Think about that now. And when she pulled it out, the light shined on it. It was beautiful to the world, you know, but she had to get it out of that safe. You know, my wife, you know, just enjoyed looking at her things, you know, but she had to get it out of the safe. You know, how many of you got something in your safe that you haven't pulled out today? Something beautiful that the world needs, you know, how many could write something beautiful in a book or write something beautiful in a poem or create something to change the world? You know, you got a church on the inside of you. You got a business on the inside of you. You've got something that could affect the world and be a beautiful thing for God. What is, what is that thing on the inside of you, you know? Something you could bless the kingdom. Maybe you could pay for all the churches with just this business idea you have, you know. God will bless you and you just, you can take care of the churches and help usher in the coming of Jesus Christ, you know. You think about that. What What's on the inside of you? You could touch a world with a song. Man, you know, I played some songs. The Lord gave me, it used to give me songs all the time, you know you uh, know, I would, uh, I would spend some time, that was the only thing I knew, you know, when I first got saved, because I came out of a band, you know, that's all I knew to do for the Lord, you know, I had a calling on my life, but I was, you know, I needed to do some things to mature that calling, so, but I wanted to do something for the Lord, and so the first thing I started doing was play music, you know, and I just wanted something to share to people, and be a blessing to them, you know, so I have lots of songs, and basically, they they talk in a lot of those songs about the events of what was happening to me, you know, when I first rededicated my life to the Lord. Some beautiful songs. They really are. And uh, I'll never forget, you know, I'd be praying, you know, and and, uh, and the Lord would speak to me some words about these songs, you know, trying to help me come up with some songs. So I'd, I'd even go for long walks and I'd just, I'd hear some words that he gave me and I'd go put them to the guitar, you know, when I got home, you know, he'll give you a song. He'll give you something to work with, to help you with your destiny he'll bless you and those songs have touched people you know i've used them you know i can send them i have them recorded and uh you know i can bless people with those songs you know what are you even recording what you've done today are you putting it in a book you know i, I was talking i believe it was last week about a friend of mine he recently passed away He he died at an early age you know And uh, he had some poems, you know, matter of fact that we were going through our Christmas stuff, you know, because we're setting up early for Christmas, you know, right before Thanksgiving, you know, we pull out the tree, you know, start setting up. I just got through putting some candy canes all around the tree out there, you know. And we start setting, because it gets my kid excited out there. You know, my kids love Christmas, you know. And uh, so we start putting out the Christmas stuff, you know. And and uh, But uh, down in the Christmas stuff, I found another book that I had by this gentleman, you know, who wrote poetry. He wrote two books of poetry, and he he had some other poetry, but he put two in the book form uh, for us to have, you know. And you think about that. He passed away recently. What if he never put it in the books? We wouldn't have it to enjoy today. We wouldn't get to enjoy it right now. You know, he put it in those books so it could be a blessing to us, you know. And don't tell him what his wife will do with those books in the future. She's still alive and what she could do with those things, you know. But what did you leave for the world today? Have you left anything for the world to enjoy today? You're gifted. What can you do to leave behind something for the world to impact your world around you, you know? I'm so glad he didn't leave us behind. You know, I've actually used some of those poems in a few of my messages, you know. But what if I didn't have those poems? You know, I couldn't bless the world with his gift. You know, what are you doing today so that you can affect the world around you? What's your purpose? You know, God wants to do some wonderful things. What beautiful things are hidden in your safe today? The safe of your heart that you're not bringing out to the world. You know, God wants to do some wonderful things with your life. He wants to do some special things. But what if one of those things, let's say one of his poems or One of those songs that I wrote back in a long time ago had one person gotten saved. I remember, actually, I preached a message, I'll never forget, down at the uh, Salvation Army. And I got done, you know, I was trying to start focusing more on ministry because that's what I'm called to do. And I got done. I went and picked up the guitar at the end. I played one of those songs. And people came forth and got saved. What if that one song, what if they didn't even hear the message, but they heard that one song and they got saved? Wouldn't you like to know that when you got to heaven, you affected at least one person? It's powerful to think about, right? You saved them from an eternity of damnation by one song or one poem. You know, you can do some wonderful things. Well, people don't like to talk about that today, you know, about people going to hell. But, you know, you could be the gift that God uses to help somebody have an eternity of going to heaven. Think about that today. It's powerful to think about you know, and, and, you know, I believe Jesus is coming soon. So that's important. We get on track with our assignment that God has for us and the purpose that he has for us. You know, my wife tells me all the time about these things. She loves to watch, um, you know, she likes all kinds of different uh, stones, you know, that God's created beautiful stones and she likes all kinds of different stones. And, and she talks about programs where she watches, you know, where they're getting those stones out of caves and you know, she'd actually like to take me mining for stones because she just loves, you know, the whole process. and She loves a beautiful stone. You know, I think it's wonderful. I think it's really cool, you know, and I get to enjoy the stones when she brings home some things. She, she, she enjoys, you know, what God's created, you know, and she always attributes it to him because she just thinks, well, man, we'll get to heaven. There's going to be some beautiful stones around the pearly gates and beautiful stones in heaven. The Bible talks about that, you know, sapphires, beautiful things, you know. And she, but she'll watch programs where they're digging out these stones. You know, what have you dug out today? What have you got that's hidden that people don't know about today? You know, there's something in there. There's something you need to bring out so that this uh, this world can enjoy what you have on the. Don't take it to the grave. Bring it out so that we can enjoy. You know, Miles Monroe used to say the the richest place in the world is the cemetery. That's powerful to think about, you know, because people never tapped into what God put on the inside of them. They took it to the grave, you know. And uh, you don't need to be that way. You need to be releasing what God has for you and the purpose that God has for your life. Bring out the purpose so we can enjoy it together, praise the Lord, and enjoy what God's called you to do. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, the Passion Translation says it like this. We are like common clay jars that carry glorious treasure within isn't that good to think about? You have some glorious treasure within. What is it that's in there that you haven't shared with others? What treasure you got on the inside of you that we need to see today? You know, there's some treasure in there. God created you to do some specific things and he has a wonderful purpose for your life. You know, what, what, what all treasure do you have down in there? <laughs> what can we enjoy about you? What do you got on the inside of you? You know, you know it's amazing you know as soon as you use your gift i'll never forget uh, this story about this uh, well-known uh, southern gospel artist uh, i believe he sung with the oakridge boys I and mean, he's a well-known artist i'm trying to think of his name now but anyway he went on his own and he made some music and they told him that's terrible it's never going to do well you know and uh, but he kept on going you know because he knew he was gifted to do this certain kind of music and he ended up doing more southern gospel and then his songs started doing great And he made a big ministry out of it. And they made a big, they got a big RV and they traveled the world doing these songs, you know, ministering to people with those songs about Jesus. And you think about that, but they told him, they said, man, your voice isn't one that will ever do good, you know, but he kept with what he was called to do, you know, is people told, have people told you, you know, your purpose, you weren't, you can't do it. There's no way it's going to happen you know the enemy try to get you sidetracked you know they're telling you you know this isn't going to happen there's no way that would ever happen no god can make it happen if he called you to do it you can do it amen he's got a purpose down inside you some treasure down the inside of you i love to find a treasure me and my wife i love to go garage selling i enjoy going garage selling you know and, uh, you know, I, I could go buy it new, but I like to go garage selling, you know. I like to go look at stuff for fun. I just enjoy it. Me and my wife talk about we, what kind of treasure we can go find today, you know. It's just fun. People have, uh, you know, lots of elder, you know, older things, antiques and things. It's just neat to see antique stuff. We bought some uh, beautiful lamps with, you know, hand uh, grafted stuff on there, art on there. I'm trying to think of the word there. Just beautiful art on there that was hand-painted beautiful stuff you may not even find anywhere but sometimes you find it in a state or something like that just beautiful stuff you know And i never know what kind of stuff i'm going to find i never forget uh, i went one time to this place and me and my wife love that movie the chronicles of narnia you know and and i'll never forget i found the sealed up copy of it with all with the most fancy one you could buy and it had all these discs down in it i was like oh man we can go back and watch all the neat. Uh, features in there, you know, let's get this thing, you know, and I got that, you know, but just, you never know what kind of treasure you're going to find when you're going around, you know, i never forget one time I I was at this place, it's a beautiful, well-known, this big old home, you know, and I went in there, and they had this whole garage of beautiful paintings when I went in there, you know, probably couldn't find them anywhere else, these were, these were done by certain people, you know, and they had certain artists, you know, and they had them in their home, you know, and I was able to get this beautiful painting for my wife got home it was one of her most favorite paintings when I got home and it was hand painted. This wasn't, you know, just a, um, a picture of that painting. This was the real painting, you know, when I took it home. My wife was like, Oh man, that's beautiful. You know? And, uh, then the one time when I forget, you know, I went over this one place and, and I've gotten her lots of paintings, by the way, and uh, Thomas Kincaid, all kinds of beautiful paintings at some of these places, you know. And and uh, but I'll never forget one time I went over to this place and they had a huge bin of my favorite ministers in there, just a huge thing of them, you know. And they had all kinds of things I could listen to by these ministers that you may not be able to get anywhere else, you know. And uh, I was able to get that, you know, just all kinds of neat things. You never know what kind of treasure you're going to find. That's what's so fun about it, you know. And I enjoy that, you know. So I'd go around. Me and my wife sometimes like to get up and go, you know, if we can get up early enough and go and just find these treasures, you know, what kind of treasure do you have on the inside of you that we're not getting to enjoy? You know, you just put it on the shelf and you may have even started a book, but you put it on the shelf or may have started some poetry and you put it on the shelf and maybe you started a song, but you put it on the shelf and well, you need to get it out there. If that's what God's calling you to get your purpose out there and be a blessing to everybody don't don't rob us of it you know don't let us you know you're robbing me of a wonderful gift if you're not getting it out there you're robbing the whole world of a gift that you could be getting out there to be a blessing to them you know you think about that you know you're robbing them you know of something god created you to do you're robbing us of what god's talent is that he put inside of you when you don't do something with that talent you know it's important to bring in all the treasures within you you know So we talked about being also in the right environment, you know, which is important, you know, to get yourself in the right environment. We are a seed, you know, that God created, and we have to be in the right environment for this to see what's hidden within us, you know. You know, you have lots of things in there. A lot of people don't even know what their purpose is because they don't ever put themselves in the right environment, you know. A seed, you don't know what's in a seed until, you know, you put it in the right environment, you know. I wouldn't know. If it was an apple tree, you know, and unless I, I let the seed grow and I see the, the, the tree come out from within it, you know, and people wonder what their purpose is and they're stressed out about it, but you got to put it in the right environment. Then you find out what that hidden potential is on the inside of that seed. You know, that, that hidden mystery of what you're really called to do is inside of you. It's all within you and God created you to do it. But you get a seed needs particular things. We talked about this, you know, it's got to have water, right? Life's in the water. You know, a seed's got to have water. I don't know if you ever try to grow anything, but my wife, she grows lots of stuff, you know, lots of stuff. And we got to have lots of water to water all that stuff. You know, and it's hot out there. And she has glass around the, the front of it, you know, and, and the sun's out, it gets really hot. And we got to water all this stuff, man. Make sure it's getting all the water it needs, you know. And uh, you out there in life, you know, you got to make sure that you're, you're making sure that you're getting all the water that you need, the water from God's word. You got to make sure that you're getting all the word that you can get. In you know, the Bible says in that talking about the wife, it says water with the word. Talking about water is the word. You know, you got to have word within you, so you can see what that potential is. You know, and of course, you got to have son. That would be God's presence. You know, you got to be in God's presence. That means you got to be at some services, and you got to make sure that you're basking in the presence of the Lord. You know, with the with the presence of God within you. You know, you got to make you got to spend time in His presence for that seed to come out. You know. Well, but it don't take long, you know, before you start seeing a blade come up. And you start knowing where you're going, you know, but you gotta have, you gotta have those things. You gotta have the nutrients, the right ground that you need to grow this thing. You know, you gotta get yourself in the right environment there where you can let it grow and it takes some root, you know, but it it takes some time. It's all a decision for you. You gotta make a decision to make sure that you keep yourself in that environment. You know, everything's gonna distract you from being in that environment because the devil doesn't want you. To fulfill your purpose you know he's going to distract you all kinds of stuff. you start you well just think about it. you start going to church and sure enough i remember me and my mom would go to church you know and uh man especially the church that she got us in where we really were feeling the presence of god at the church i'll never forget we would we would get up you know and go to church and seemed like me and my mom would argue all the way to the church you know i mean oh, just the knock down drag all the way to the church and we're excited about church but we're just arguing all the way to church you know then we get done, we're just as happy as could be. <laughs> but the devil will fight you going towards that, especially when you're trying to find out your purpose, you know, especially when that seed's gonna grow on the inside. He's gonna fight you about that environment because once you get going and once you find that purpose, you know, he's in trouble because then you can you can go the direction that you need to go. You can be like a train. You can't stop a train once it's going, you know, but you've gotta you have to get yourself in the right environment. That means you gotta do it all the time. You know, I, I like to listen to ministers all the time. I like to, I like to be in the Word all the time. If I'm not reading the Word, I like, I've I, I got the Bible on my phone and I listen to the Word. If somebody's reading it to me, you know, if I'm on the treadmill, I'm listening to the Word. You know, you gotta make sure you keep yourself in the right environment. You know, and things will try to distract you because he doesn't want you to fulfill. Your purpose, you know, but that's where you've got to make a choice today, you know, are are you going to fulfill what you're here for and really be fulfilled in your life and enjoy life, or are you going to make your own decisions and and be in darkness and not enjoy life like you should, you know, that's why there's Christians that are unhappy, that's why they have a a sad look, you know, it's because they're not fulfilling what's hidden within within their hearts, you know, that's why there's sad people out there drinking themselves to death, is because they're not fulfilling what God's called them to do, you know, And uh, that's why people are, you know, they don't want to be in their right mind. That's why some people lose their minds is because they're not going towards what they know in their heart. They're supposed to be going towards, you know, it's important that we're fulfilling the purpose God has for our lives. You're never going to be happy till you fulfill that purpose. Let's look here at Isaiah 46, 9 through 10. It says, remember the former things, those of long ago, I am God and there, there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I like that. Isn't that good. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times. What is still to come, I say. My purpose will stand. You know, God's purpose for a thing is going to stand, whatever it is. You know, that's that's the thing about purpose. You know, whatever God's called it to do and be, it's going to be. You know, I have a actually my dog's down there. You know, and he, you know, he's he's a dog. You know, he's not something else. He's a dog. <laughs> you know. Now, he can try to be like a cat if he wants to be, but he's still going to bark and he's still going to be a dog (laughs) because that's the purpose of who he is. He's a dog, you know, but we got people today trying to not be the purpose that they're called to be and they wonder why they're so not happy. You know, you can't change the purpose of a thing. If God created something with a purpose, you can't change the purpose of a thing. God has a purpose for everything but you can't change the purpose of what it's supposed to be. We even know this in the natural, you know, a, a pencil can't be a hammer, right? <laughs> I can sit there and beat on something all day long, but it's not a hammer if it's a pencil, right? And I can, I can take a hammer and I can't draw on a page with it because the purpose of a thing isn't to write something, right? It's, it's created with that purpose. You can try to make it do all those things, but it's created with a specific purpose in mind, and God's created people the same way. You know, I remember a lot, uh, when I put up paintings all around the house. Sometimes, you know, I try to use everything I grab a hold of. If I can't, if I don't have my hammer nearby, you know, I grab my shoe, and you'll see me lunging back and I'm trying to hit that thing with my shoe. You know, <laughs> doesn't work as good as a hammer. Hammer, you just tap it; it's right in. You know, and then if I use my shoe, I might put a hole in the shoe. You know, it wasn't created to do that, right? I know. Sometimes I'm grabbing some plumber tools and trying to use it to to do that, you know. But it's just not created the same way. Like a hammer is a hammer, just perfectly comes back and puts that nail in. A hammer's specifically made to do that, you know. It's amazing how we do that with stuff, you know. I, I'll never forget one time when uh, me and my son and my wife we went to get him some glasses recently, you know. He's actually really excited about it. You know, I remember when I had to get glasses, I was like, oh, dear Lord. You know, I used to cry about it. I'll never forget. It. I was in my grandma's bathroom. I'll never forget this. You're going to have glasses. I'm like, no, you know, I wanted to cry, you know. But back then it was a little different, too. You also had these big old thick lenses, you know, that were huge, you know. And I had to go to school and wear my thick lenses when I went to school. I, I like to play sports on recess, and I'd break those glasses. Mama taped up most sides in the middle cuz I man I, I was so mean to my glasses you know and and glasses you know at the time were like 3 and 400 dollars you know today you can go get pair of glasses for $20 in some places, you know, it's amazing, you know, but, but uh, you know, they, mama, you couldn't afford to get new glasses. So she put duct tape all over my glasses, you know, so I was a nerdy little kid when I was younger <laughs> because of the way I looked with my glasses, you know, and uh, so it was interesting, you know, but, uh, you know, my son, we took him to the, the place to get glasses. I'll never forget. He's excited. There's all kinds of cool stuff and cool glasses to wear. And, and so he picks out some really cool glasses, you know, and uh, uh we are going to get his glasses. man, they had them made in like an hour, We're like, shoot okay, we'll come back and get them, you know, and uh, we went to get his glasses there, and, and then she tells us, Donana, don't be like this one guy that came into this place, you know, make sure you use a certain cloth to clean the glasses, you know, get them all good and clean, you know don't don't be pulling this- sh- your shirt out or something, trying to clean your glasses because this cloth is made to clean your glasses, you know, and it's not gonna scratch your lenses. It's gonna make sure that you keep them in good shape, you know, and everything. But uh, your shirt's not made for that, so don't be pulling it out. It'll get scratches on your glasses, and you know, don't just be using anything to clean your glasses. You know, it's interesting, you know. But you know, his shirt wasn't created for that. But this cloth was created just for those lenses. You know, we need things have a purpose, and you have a purpose. It's important to remember that you. Have a purpose, praise the Lord. I never forget this lady. I was I was youth pastor for a church out in Shawnee, Oklahoma. I never forget. Now uh, you out there, in Shawnee? Hey, how you doing out there? I never forget. You know, I was out there in Shawnee, Oklahoma. You know, and I was youth pastor, and this lady come to sing up at the up at the front. You know, and I was like, all right, we're gonna get a song, and this lady starts to sing, and her voice, oh my goodness. It was like fingernails on a chalkboard. It was like, why are you doing this to us? You know, and she was an elder lady, but her voice wasn't as young as it used to be. You know, and I mean, it just it rang out. We're like, oh man, you want to cover your ears? It's so bad, you know, and stuff. But uh, you know, she just wasn't a singer, you know. (laughs) But then you know, here in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, there's a place I went to just recently. You know, you go over there and they had a worship night and. The people that are gifted to do that, they jump up there, and I mean, their voices just ring out beautifully. Their worship, they have the people that play guitar, good people that play guitar, playing guitar just sounded wonderful. Got got people playing the keyboards, and they're just wonderful. I mean, you talk about some worship. I mean, this is some worship. It was beautiful stuff, you know? But they're gifted to do that. This lady that was like fingernails on a chalkboard, it was hard to get through the song. I, I didn't know if I was going to have to fork myself and take myself out. You know, I didn't know if I was just going to go ahead and go see Jesus. I wasn't ready for this, you know. Because, you know, you have somebody doing something they shouldn't be doing, you know. And uh, you have a purpose today. You need to be in that purpose. Don't be somewhere where you you don't want to cause a problem somewhere else. You need to be where you're gifted and with what your area of potential is, you know, so you can be a blessing to other people and the people around you. You're affecting people all around you, you know. You need to be doing what you're called to do. You know, we know an apple, you know, it doesn't shouldn't try to be an orange <laughs> or an orange apples. They're all, they're specifically flavors and specific tastes for certain things, you know. But we got people today you know that they they don't understand their purpose they don't understand god created them for something specific they want to change it up you know they they want to they think they have something better to do you know than what god had created them to do god created you to do something for some specific thing you know i wouldn't expect michael jordan to become a farmer (laughs) he's good with basketball man he can play basketball like no other you know and but i wouldn't expect him to go out and farm something that's not where his gifting is his giftings in the basketball you know he could do the basketball bill gates i wouldn't expect him to be cooking corn dogs at the mall <laughs> he's good with computers good at being innovating he's good at that that's his area of expertise that's what he's good at you know that's what he spent his life doing you know he likes to come up with ideas you know he he actually got involved in the business part of it and wanted to go back to work with his hands because he he, he likes to build computer things. He likes to be involved in computer things, you know, because that's where his gifting's at. Romans 11, 29 says, for the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. I like the Amplified because it kind of brings it out a little bit more. It says, for God's gifts and, and his call are irrevocable. He never withdraws them uh, when he once they are giving. I like that. Once they're given, he never withdraws them. He does not change his mind, you know that's powerful to think about. Cause if, if today, you know, you say I was, I've been doing this, but I messed up. Well, you know, God didn't change his mind about your original purpose. He didn't change his mind about what you were called to do, right? Maybe you messed up or maybe you had a challenge, but it doesn't mean in God's mind, you know, that you should change doing what you're doing. He had a purpose for you. You just need to get back up and fulfill that purpose that he's called you for. He doesn't change the purpose of a thing. God has a purpose for you. i never forget. My dad had a sub shop, you know, and And uh, we we, we were in this sub shop. My dad decided, well, hey, you know, we're going to do donuts, you know, try to bring in some more revenue for the shop, you know. And, oh, man, that was rough, you know, because then he wants you to get up early (laughs) to do donuts, you know. And uh, it wasn't so bad because some people cook their donuts, you know, and things like that. But my dad had them actually had someone bring them in after the uh, company that that would deliver them. So we had donuts that came in. We would put them out to display all these donuts, you know. But now people got to think in their mind, this, this sub shops a donut shop too. You know, it didn't have donuts on the front of this sub shop. It didn't have donuts on the walls. And, you know, so he's trying to repurpose this thing that was originally a sub shop, you know, well, you know, it didn't go so well, you know, and I got a lot, a lot more fatter, you know, cause I'm like, before I throw them away, I'm like, I'm taking about a donut. They only last like a day, you know, and then maybe two. And uh, when I'm dumping trays of them out, I'm eating each kind of donut cause I just like donuts, <laughs> you know? So I gained lots of weight working this donut part of this thing, but, uh, you know, he's trying to repurpose it and, you know, you can't repurpose something. If that's what the purpose of it is, you gotta, you know, you, that it was made for subs, you know, and pugs, chubby subs, you know, that's what it was made for. You know, you don't repurpose it and make it a donut shop. You know, you, you gotta keep it what it is originally. And God wants us to be what we're, we're called to do specifically and stay in with that purpose that he's called us to do. Proverbs 19, 29, the Epiphany says it like this. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand, be carried out. So you can do a lot of stuff. You can make plans to do a lot of things, but that purpose within you is going to be the thing that you should be doing. That's what's going to prevail. That Actually, that scripture, if you look it up in some verses, says prevail. That'll be the thing that prevails is what God's purpose it to do. Again, you now, You can, you can drink and try to drink it away. You can try to do, you can try to get into something else, but you're never going to be fulfilled until you do what God calls you to do. So we can make plans, but if our plans don't line up with God's purpose, we will never be happy, unfortunately. And that's what happens to a lot of people that you say, well, why are they so unhappy? Why are they so down and so depressed? Well, they they didn't line up their plan with what God's plan was for you. What is right for you? Uh, You know, I remember I played music, you know, like I was standing there and I was playing music for some time, played in a band, played all kinds of places, man. We played uh, to the homeless. We played in a coffee shop. We played, uh, we played uh, youth. i never forget one time we played a youth party all night long, 24 hours. I'd never done that before. I'd never even been to one of those, a lock in. And uh, we, we asked us to come play to the lock in. I'll never forget. We were the band there, you know. And they set us up, you know. We had a place to play there. And then uh, the way they were going to pay us, they were going to give us candy when we got done, you know. <laughs> we got done. Oh, man. We had candy everywhere. I remember eating Skittles. I uh, wanted to pass out, you know. But uh, I'll never forget. We were there doing that. And, uh, but I just, I wasn't fulfilled. There was something else I felt called to do, you know work in that lock-in i'll never forget you know we played and we all had a certain amount of songs so we were done you know just a few minutes And then we had to play the same songs again then we had to you know you know about 24 hours playing the same songs over and over you get a little burned out you know but that's what we did because we were playing all original songs you know and uh, we just kept playing i been mean, playing people running by playing basketball and people running by playing games you know <laughs> we're just playing good music you know and uh, at the, the event there but, uh, you know, I wasn't fulfilled, you know, I played and we've had lots of people that watched us, you know, and things like that. But I was just on the inside, something wasn't right, you know. And so I ended up leaving there and going to Rhema, you know, and pef- working on that destiny God had for me, trying to sharpen that gift that he called me to do. You know, this is good for you, you know, if you don't know this, you know, sometimes God will have you go through phases as you get to where you're supposed to go, you know. And he may have you go through certain phases as he's getting you to where you need to go. That means you need to get to go on in the direction he's having you go on. But, you know, he's like a bicycle with your purpose. Sometimes he'll stir you different ways to get you to where you want you to go, you know. But you got to get the bike rolling. A bike bike doesn't do any good when it's sitting there. It'll fall over, you know. It'll have complications. But if it's going, God can guide and direct it there. There's many scriptures on that. But it's important that you're moving the way that God's leading you now. It's important. I like what Brother Hagin used to say, you know, when he didn't feel right about something, you know, it was like taking a shower with with his socks on is what his statement was. (laughs) You know, and if you're not doing what God has you to do, it's kind of like taking a shower with your socks on, you know. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel comfortable because that's not what you're supposed to be doing, you know. Well, do you feel uncomfortable with what you're doing? You know, do you feel like you're in the right place or you feel like you're taking a shower with your socks on? You know, I don't know. I've known that feeling. It's not a good feeling. You know, you want to be doing what God's called you to do. Here's some questions to help you to fulfill your purpose here as we get into the end of this message here. You know, you can ask yourself these questions. I believe it'll help you to find what God has for you. Now, I'm saying this is after, you know, ask these questions to yourself after you've been in the environment and you're starting to see some things, you know. This is a real good, these are real good questions to ask yourself when you're in the right environment. You know, before that, you know, you you may, you can ask yourself these questions, but, you know, you want to get yourself in the right place so that you can see exactly what God's called you to do, you know. and But you want to do this after you're in the right environment, I want to make sure to make that clear to you. The first thing, you know, that you want to look for is that, you know, what is the deepest desire in your heart? You know, because God puts those desires in there. Let's look at Psalms 37, 4. He says, delight thyself in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of thy heart. That has a twofold meaning to it there. You know, he puts desires in you, you know, he puts those desires in you, and he helps you to fulfill those desires. He gives you those desires, and he helps you fulfill those desires, you know. God puts desires within people, you know. That's why some people, they want to be, you know, they want to be a minister, and other people, that's the farthest thing from them, you know. That's why some people want to be in business and, and some people, that's why it's the farthest thing from them being interested in doing it, you know. I remember my dad used to want to do business, you know, and he'd just talk business all night. You know, he could talk about it all the time, you know. And then he got himself in the right environment, you know, because that was kind of a phase he was going through. And then he wanted to be in ministry. And we'd spend hours of the night just talking about the Bible because he wanted to be in ministry, you know. I'll never forget, you know, him teaching the first time. And he really found what he was called to do. And you talk about excitement. He was so happy, you know. I'll never forget we had a three night meeting, and um, I'm thinking it was it was it was um, eight Oklahoma, I believe it was. And uh, he ministered one time. I think he ministered twice on a Sunday. Then I ministered one night, and then a friend of ours ministered one night. And my dad boy, when he got into that gift! Oh my goodness, he's so excited, and you could just see he was in his place. He was in what God called him to do. He taught so well, it was so wonderful, you know but there's something about when people are in the place that they're supposed to be. That's the desire he had, you know, that's what he was called to do, you know? So he gets out there and he's just, it's awesome to see him a person in their gift, you know, it's amazing when you see them doing what they're called to do. What has he called you to do? What is it that you can really flourish at and you're going to enjoy, you know, i will never forget, He just, he was so excited people. And it affected the people around him. I'll never forget at the end of the meeting, you know, and, and uh they won the tapes of the service you know for the very first time from him you know because they were getting something out of the ministry that he was giving and it's amazing how it affects the people that are around you when you're in the place that you need to be what's the desire of your heart today what does he put on the inside of you you know that's why i enjoy teaching is because that's the desire of my heart you know it's what's down in me i just love to do it i do it naturally you know uh, you know, matter of fact, in my downtime, I was working on this message. You know, I could have been doing something else, but I enjoy working on messages. It was my downtime. <laughs> I could have actually, my wife was gone and my son was gone. And uh, I could have watched a movie or watched what I enjoy. I could have played some music, but I enjoy putting messages together for you because that's what my gift is. I enjoy teaching. I, I just, I enjoy learning about God's word and I love talking about God's word. I can stay up all night talking about the Bible because I enjoy the Bible and I've done it. just talking about the Bible with different people. You know, I love talking about the scripture. It's exciting to me. You know, that's the reason, the reason why some people love to teach and others, so they love to work on cars. There's some people are just amazingly gifted to work on cars. My grandfather, he had a, a a car shop as a Christian, and man, he just uh, man, he worked on all these cars, but he just enjoyed it. Man, I never forget working with him, and uh, we'd sit there. We go next door, get a coke, and just sit there in his shop. And he just we sit out in the heat, but he just was enjoying himself. He loved working there at his place because that's what he he was gifted to do is work a business. You know, what are you gifted to do today? What has God called you to do? What are you excited about? I never forgot going to Rhema. I was excited about, it. you know, learning about God's word. What are you excited about today? Do you have some excitement about working on, you know, what God's called you to do? What is it you're desiring? Number two, that's important. You know, after you find what, you know, you're desiring there, what stirs your passion? You know, what gets you passionate? You know, some people are passionate about stuff. You know, I'm passionate about God's word. You know, what stirs your passion today? John 2, 13 through 17. Let's look at that real quick here. I'm going to read the King James Version here. It says, and the Jews Passover was at hand and Jesus went up to the Jerusalem and found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords and he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers money and overthrew the temple, he said unto them that sold doves, take these things hence, make not my father's house, a house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered it was written, the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. It ate him up the passion that was on the inside of him. Is there something that makes you passionate? I don't forget, uh, here in this store, I was watching the news one time, and uh, this lady was uh, talking about this ministry she had. It was a coat ministry here in Oklahoma, I believe it was. And uh, she had a whole, man, she just wanted people to have coats. It was just a major thing for her. So she made up this big place of coats. And so when it got cold, she could just give a coat away and minister to But She's passionate about it. You know, got a whole building of coats. So she'd give a coat to the homeless. You know, what are you passionate about? What gets you stirred up? What what gets you works on you? Gets you angry if you're not doing it. What what are you passionate about? You know that's that's what you're called to do is what you're passionate about. Recently, I was over at a, a church, you know, because I I love to pastor, you know, and uh, you know I was over at a church, you know, and I was in there enjoying the service, and uh, I was sitting in there and I was listening to the teacher, you know, and. I I don't mean to do this. I don't mean to to feel this way, but I I heard him get off on a subject that I knew very much about, and he was getting really off on some things, you know. And it just, oh, within me, it's just like, oh, I can't stand that, you know, because I want people to understand God's word, and I'm, I'm passionate about it, you know, and I don't want them getting off on some things, you know, because I'm passionate. Now, I'm not perfect about everything, just like he's not perfect about everything. But it gets on the inside of me, you know. I'm passionate about it because that's what I'm called to do. What are you what are you passionate about today? What is it that gets you angry sometimes about stuff, you know? What gets you excited about stuff? You just you gotta change the world about this one particular thing, you know? What what gets you your zeal and eats you up on the inside? You know, Jesus was eaten up with this thing. Because that's what he was called to do. He was he, he's a teacher man, and and he wanted God's things to be taken care of. And he he's passionate about the temple. You know, what are you eating up about on the inside? You know, it's that's that's what you're called to do. That's what God's called you to do. You know, I know my son. He's passionate about comics. You know, I was talking to him just the other day. And uh, he's actually even got a better job now in comics. You know, God just keeps blessing him, and then he, why? Because he's people are seeing that gift within him. You know, they're seeing what he's gifted to do, and they're actually another guy was reaching over because he he wanted to take him from where he is now, and he's actually working in that business now. You know, and he's mm-hmm. he's getting paid full time to do it now. Another guy saw that he was doing so good, he wanted him at this other part of this company. You know. He said, I'm going to take you from there and I'm going to do better with you over here. <laughs> you know, why? Because it's what he's gifted to do, you know, naturally does it, you know, and then people are going to be that way with you, you know, because you're getting into the gift that you're called to do. If you talk to my son about it, he'd go all day, all night about it. We were talking about a new movie that came out recently about it, superheroes, you know, and he loves talking about it because that's you know, that's his passion, you know, about doing the movies and writing the stories. He likes to write the stories, you know. He has his own book that's going to come out at some point, but he likes, he, he's passionate about it. He'll talk to you all night about it, you know. He likes to talk about the details of it, you know. Him and my wife used to, when they were watching movies, when he was here in our home, they would talk all night about the latest movie coming out. I'll never forget that Captain America came out, you know, and uh, man, they were like, you've got to go to this movie. I'm like, oh, Captain America, I don't know about that. Like, oh, you got to go to this movie, it's a good movie, you know, and but they would talk all night long about these movies, you know, because they love the storylines. And, and he lo- he's just passionate about it because that's what's within him, you know. He's gifted to write and he, he's gifted in that area particularly to write, you know. And it uh, stirs a passion with him when he sees it, you know. What do you see? And you're like, it just stirs a passion in you, you know. I can watch people teach the word and I just I get stirred up about it because I want to teach the word because I'm passionate about it. What are you passionate about? What flows naturally out of you, you know? I was looking, my wife was telling me a story about Kel Mitchell, you know, I don't know if you know who that is. Kel Mitchell, you know, was actually in that movie, Good Burger, you know, that uh, I can't do it like he does it. you know, it was called Good Burger, you know, I don't know much about the movie, but I remember the, the line that they use all the time, Good Burger, get you Good Burger or something like that, you know? Well, you know, you also, my son, we saw him, it was actually, he was in that show Game Shakers, you know? And he actually was a rapper Game Shakers. You know, we just enjoyed him in there, you know, and stuff. But uh, the reason why I mentioned him is because, you know, and on a side, he was helping young youth, you know, for a while, you know. And he would do some things for them, some special events, you know, try to help youth and help them to do some things with their lives and things like that. He was trying to help them. And his pastor saw this gift within him. He said, you, you know, you ought to be a pastor, you know. You ought to be a, he saw, But someone saw that gift within him. And he said that you should be a pastor just naturally flowing out of him, doing what he was, what he enjoyed to do, you know. And then someone else saw within him that gift, you know, of pastoring, you know. And now he pastors right now. He's actually pastoring right now. And that's interesting. You know, you look at that and he, he's got that natural ability to do what he does. You know, my son is great at doing things with the, uh, video streaming and things like that. He can take a video and I've watched him we go, going in the car. And he can take a video on his phone, edit the whole thing, and make it just some super awesome video right there in the car, you know, on his phone while we're going. You know, he's amazing. My, now that this is my twelve-year-old son. He's awesome at that type of thing, you know. And it's because it just naturally flows out of him. Me. I mean, what I, I'll edit a video it can take me, you know, <laughs> a long time, you know, where he can do all the front ending and all these things on it just by a few clicks on his phone and moving things with his fingers and. It makes it look so easy because it's a natural ability that he has, you know. It's amazing, you know, when people are in the zone of what they're gifted to do. It's amazing to see them in it, you know. But what if he robbed me of that? I never got to see that, you know. Or what if someone else robbed us of a song that's so beautiful out there, you know. I was listening to a beautiful song earlier with my wife. And there was some three guys were singing this beautiful song. But what if they never put it out? We wouldn't get to enjoy it. We don't ever get to benefit from your gift. If you don't ever do something with your gift, hey amen. What are you naturally talented, you know? My brother, he likes basketball. He loves basketball. We used to watch Larry Bird when we were younger, you know? And uh, larry bird man he just whoosh, just right through the hoop it seemed like anywhere on the court that man could shoot a hoop if you want a three-pointer give it to larry you know <laughs> he, just, whoosh, he had just amazing and we watched videos of larry bird you know because he would teach how to play basketball you know and he was he was known for his passing because he could just do some amazing passing you know and he could shoot and make just a shot it just seemed like anywhere on the court you know and uh, but he just he ended up teaching this on videos you could actually learn how to make a basket, you know, but he make it look so easy, you know, because it's just his natural gift, his natural flow. And later he became a coach and he helped his team to do good, you know, and coaching, you know, but just a natural ability that he has. You know, my brother does the same thing. He's actually, he was really good at playing basketball. He was very good at it actually. But uh, after a while, it just made a toll on his body. And so now he's a coach and he just went to a championship not too long ago. Because of that natural ability and love for what he does, you know, what is it that, in your life that flows naturally out of you, you know? Uh, here's another question that's good for you. Where do you bear fruit and produce good results? What do you What do you see results, something good, in, or are you seeing good results in certain things? Matthew seven sixteen it says, Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs or th- thistles? We'll say it right, thistles. <laughs> that's King James for you. What do you produce in? What do you see good results in? That's a part of your destiny right there. You know, what do you, what, do you, what do you see good results in in your life? You know, my dad used to talk about with businesses, you know, because he did so many different businesses, you know, and he would talk about food business, you know, within two months, if you didn't see some good results so that you probably needed to quit doing the food business, you know, because they see quickly within food business that they, if it's not producing within those times, just from all the statistics and the things they know about it, then it's probably not going to do well in the future, you know. And uh, it's interesting because they know what brings good results, and they and they can tell by what, what you know from the statistics what what's produces good fruit for that type of business. Now I'm not saying that's the case with everything that you do. I'm just saying though that you can you need to be looking to see if it produces good for you. You know what what do you produce good into you? What are you good at gathering people to do? And you know that tells you a lot about your destiny. You know. The fifth thing is what's the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you? you know Romans eight fourteen says it like this, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I could say so much about this, you know, but you need to be led. you know what's the Holy Spirit leading you to do? you know, what is that thing he's, he's telling you to start or get on to do in your life that would be something that would begin you on track with your destiny? What's he leading you to do, you know? I'll never forget before I even started doing music, you know, because that was the first thing I got into. And that was a phase and I started going different directions, but it got me going in the right direction. I'll never forget, you know, giving over my audio tapes that I had of all these bands I was listening to, you know, because it was getting my mind on the wrong things, you know, went to a pawn shop, gave them all these tapes. I had probably hundreds of dollars of different things I was listening to, you know, but it just wasn't benefiting me. And I knew that. And so I gave those things in, but I got a guitar. I'll never forget, you know, an acoustic guitar so I could play anywhere I wanted to play, you know. And, uh, and, and I put a big old Jesus sticker on that guitar, you know, and I was known for that big old Jesus sticker being on my acoustic, you know. And I'd go out and play some songs for Jesus going in that direction, you know, getting into ministry wherever I could, you know. I was also ministering too, you know, but they're getting me in that right direction that I needed to go. You know, and but that was the foothold. It was the thing that helped me get into the door. You know, what what was God leading you to do to get into the door, get you started in the right direction today? What is it that you can do? What can you work with? Let the Holy Spirit lead you. The Holy Spirit was a witness to, to develop. You know, He helped me to develop my teaching. He helped me to be to play the music I need to play. It, He's leading us in different directions all the time. we got to listen to what he's saying on the inside. If you want to know more about hearing the Holy Spirit, uh, you might listen to my Spirit-Led series that I have there. You can I know you can listen to it on Podbeam, but I talk about the ways you can hear God, you know, and he speaks in a still, small voice. He speaks in different ways to you, and so it's important that you learn to be led by the Holy Spirit. Number six, what do Christians see in you? What do other people see in you, you know? i've had people tell me i don't know how many times hey I, you look like a minister to me you know even before i was ministering when i wasn't ministering you know and uh, you know it's, but it's they they see things in you you know what do other people see in you what do they see about you that you're good at you know i tell my wife all the time because she's extremely talented you know extremely talented she can write she can organize she can teach uh she's she, right now in front of people she does meetings you know and she's just gifted in so many ways it's amazing you know and it's hard to narrow down all the gifts because she's got so many you know but you know i see those things and i I tell her about those things and encourage her in those things what are other people telling you that they see in you well that's part of your gift praise the lord what is he dealing with you about what others see in you number six what career or ministry do you have that you have peace about pursuing what is it you have peace about on the inside of you should always go with peace, right? Peace is the leading factor of getting you where you need to go. That's one of the ways the Holy Spirit leads us. Colossians 3.15 says it like this. Wow, I'm actually going over in time, but I'm going to try to finish this here if that's okay with you. Uh, Colossians 3.15, the Amplified, says it like this. It says, and you can pause me if you need to, come back, right? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of God, soul harmony. Now, that's the Amplified version. Let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ's rule, act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds and in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ, one body, you are all called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. But notice he says he acts as an umpire in your heart. What, what does an umpire do? An umpire says it's in there. He says if it's out of there, right? He says it's in there. It's out of there. What? What's he doing in your heart? He's if you got the peace, it's in there. If it's not in, if it's not peaceful, it's out of there, right? You want to go with what you got? Peace on the inside. Number seven it says, what thoughts and dreams and visions are impossible to get out of your mind? You know, that's hard for me to ever get it out of my mind. What God's called me to do? You know, and ministry and. I've even had visions and dreams. I even saw in a dream one time, me going to Rhema. I'll never forget. I had a real clear picture dream of me sitting at Rhema. I'll never forget, you know. What kind of thoughts and dreams and visions does he have for you? You know, what do you, what do you see? I'm, I remember telling the story. I've so, seen myself pastoring in a clear vision, you know, because you're going that direction and God will just keep confirming it and he'll let you see it. You know, he'll let you see the inside. We're not talking about vision today, so we'll be talking more about that in a few weeks. But what is it that you can't get out of your mind that he's put on your mind? Number eight, to what can you give yourself to 100%? Wow, that's powerful. For the rest of your life, what is it you can give yourself to 100% for the rest of your life and be fulfilled? Think about that today. You know, that that's not, you know, just anything, is it? What can you commit yourself 100% to for the rest of your life? You need to ask yourself that question. What is it that I can commit myself to? For the rest of my life a hundred percent you know jesus when he was going to the cross he committed himself a hundred percent to that didn't he you know and i mean he just kept going that direction he talked that way you see they'd be talking about something else he'd be like "Oh, in three days they'll raise a temple up you know they would be talking about that he just spatter off about it you know because he's, he's focused on going that way a hundred percent you know what is it you can give yourself a hundred percent to Number, my, number nine, what do people want to gather around you to help you accomplish, you know? I, I'll never forget so many things people have gathered around me when I started ministry, you know, like music. I, I didn't have a problem getting a band around me. And when I started going to church, I didn't have a problem having people work with me and just to do ministry, you know? I've never had a problem going the directions that God's leading me to do. Why? Because it's a part of my destiny, you know? And God will put the people around you to help fulfill your destiny. You can't do it on your own. You have to have people around you. That's why it's important to treat people good and to love people is because you can't do it on your own. What can you gather people to do to fulfill a purpose that God's called you to do? I think I went way over my time here. Let's pray today. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. We thank you in this series. You're helping us to find your purpose. You're helping us to get the direction that you want us to have, Father, Lord, and and father we think that you're dealing with people all around us about their purpose father help them to see clearly what you called them to do father i'm agreeing with the bible says we agree concerning anything that we shall ask it'll it'll be done so we're coming in agreement right now i'm agreeing with those that are listening right now that you find that purpose with no problem in jesus name and we just thank you father for that in advance in jesus name and father we just thank you as we're here that there's some that aren't safe, Father, begin to minister to them right now. Help them to get saved right now so they can get on with, with that assignment you have for them today, Father. And Father, we ask you to deal with them right now. We pray in Jesus' name. If you don't know Jesus and you want to know Jesus, it's important, you know, to get saved right now. You want to do it now. You don't want to wait till later. Let's get on this wonderful journey together right now. Let's get in the family right now. Let's pray together. All you gotta do is pray this in romans 10 9 and 10 if you confess the lord jesus and believe god's risen jesus from the dead you shall be saved now you don't have to worry about that once you're saved you're in the family praise the lord and some people think you gotta pray it over and over and over but we're gonna pray it once and you're gonna be in the family right now let's pray it together all right just repeat after me father i just thank you because you've risen jesus from the dead i believe you've risen jesus from the dead today and I confess Jesus right now as the Lord of my life. Jesus, be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, if you pray that prayer, you are saved right now. Welcome to the family of God. We're so glad you're in the family with us today. And we're so glad that you're a part of the family. We that oh, nothing brings me more joy than to know you're here with us today, praise the Lord. And if you'd like, you can email us at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. Let us know if you're, in the live live with us right now, you can put it in the chat there. I'd love to see that. And if you need a prayer request, put that in the chat here. I'm about to check all that. And, uh, you know, I'm going to spend some time after I'm done here. Let us know. We'd love to know about it. Write it down, though, somewhere so that you don't forget it right in your new Bible or write it on something to the time and date that you got saved right then so you don't forget. And uh, we're so glad you're in the family. We love you. And if you're going to be, if you'd like to chat with me, I'm about to go off here, but I'll be in the chat. And, uh, You can ask me some questions there or something you need prayer for. We love you. God bless you. We hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.com. Thank you for listening.